Welcome to the Dream Home Movement. This is your weekly dose of Dream Home Inspiration, bringing you clever hacks and tips from the very best local experts with your hosts, Tara and Joe. Hey, hey, welcome to the Dream Home Movement. You're here with me, Joe Violetta from Violetta Finance, and I'm joined as always by my fabulous co-host, Tara Vandelite from Janice Dunn Estate Agents and Building Dreams Group. How are you tonight, Tara? I am absolutely fabulous, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited about tonight's subject. I am too. So Tara and I, and actually all of my friends as well, <laughs> are absolutely crushing on indoor plants yes. at the moment. We love indoor plants, but you know what? I've got a lot of questions about indoor plants. <laughs> Firstly, which ones do you choose? Where exactly are you actually supposed to stick them in your house? Like where, this do, is it. where yeah. do they go? And most importantly, now this one's for me in particular, yep. how do you make sure they don't die. (laughs) I can't answer that one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I can't answer it either. And that is why we've got Rob and Nicholas from She Oak Design in the studio tonight to tell us about Plantella Festival. I hope I pronounced that correctly. I like Nutella, but with plants. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, listen up people, this is an indoor plant festival, which is also held at a brewery. Oh, look, that's, that's, that's two good things in one. <laughs> what more could you ask for? So we're going to talk indoor plants tonight. We also have our regular segments. We've got the finance segment with Carl and the property geek out with Tara. All that coming up next. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement. We are talking indoor plants tonight. And did you know there is an indoor plant festival coming up, which is just so exciting. So we are chatting to Nicholas and Rob from She Oak Design about Plantella Festival, which is the indoor plant festival, which is being held locally. Welcome to the studio. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming in. Now, can you tell us... About um, Plantella. Very open, broad question there. Tell us where it is, when it is, why, what's going to happen, all that sort of stuff. So Plantella, the idea sort of started probably in January, February this year. I I was talking to my wife, Tess, about I was wanting to open an indoor plant store and she's like, that's not realistic. So (laughs) the next step was doing like a pop-up store at a brewery. Wow. Um, that's when we ventured out and tried to find different venues and a nursery to jump on board. And up until a month ago, we didn't really think it was going to happen. And yeah, we got a nursery on board and a brewery and yeah. So where, where is it being held? What's the name of the brewery? So it's Boat Rocker Brewers and Distillers. Yes. So they do mm. rum, gin mm. and beer. Oh, wow. And vodka. So okay. <laughs> so everyone. Um, my husband, Carl, who does our finance segment, he loves rum so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think we spoke to how many around 40 different venues and mm. and yeah. boat rockers were really supported really excited about what we wanted to do or what we we're trying to do so yeah yeah clear partnership i think with them at least for this uh, first one for sure yeah and it's in being held in july is it Ju- yeah july 5th yes which is a friday and 6th on the saturday on the saturday in so the afternoon fantastic. or all day so friday's Afternoon, evening, yes, and Saturdays during the day. So tell yeah. me, when I rock up to this festival, what yeah. what can I expect? 
So we've got a bit, hundreds of plants. So we're filling up the oh brew with hundreds of plants. Yes. Uh, we've got acoustic musicians playing. So we've got a Brazilian artist, uh, Ju Tanucci. Yes. Um, and uh, Louis Bator on the Saturday. We've got, we're in talks with a few other artists. Mm. Um, so we're trying to just create a good vibe where people can enjoy does themselves. It, so. Does it help the plants grow? Serenading the plants. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got good music, indoor plants, good drinks. A food truck as well. Oh, you've got to have a food truck. Yeah. What, yeah. what sort of delicacies can we expect? There's, uh, what, there's two. The first one is... It's Argentinian yeah. on the Friday. And then... Vietnamese on, on the Saturday. Saturday. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. So you got to come both days. Yeah, yes. that's right. <laughs> we kind of do. Sure. Let's yeah. get stuck into indoor plants. I've got so many questions about indoor plants. We've had a few sent in from um, by our audience as well. Yeah, awesome. First up, what are the best indoor plants that you would recommend people buy for their homes? I um, It really depends what you're trying to do and how much time you have, I guess. I mean... Indoor plants don't take a lot of attention, which is probably one reason why people like them so much. But if you're looking just uh, entry level, kind of a little, something a little bit hardier, um, I think well, at least from my top three, say, I, I really like air plants. Do you know, they, they don't actually sit in any soil. Mm. I don't know. I please know these. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Tell me more. So they're this really small, cute little plants mm. that they, they get all the nutrients they need out of the air. You just need a, 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 shush, a spray bottle uh, once, I don't know, once every fortnight or even once a month. And they'll just sit basically anywhere you put them and they'll grow kind of slowly, but, you know, pretty hardy, easy to take care of. Don't need a lot of light, so no direct sunlight. Yeah, maybe that's my, my favorite plant. Ooh. Yeah, some... I'd, I'd recommend uh, the ZZ plant, uh, which is uh, Zanzibar Gem is its common name. Ooh. So I bought one of them for my kids, my kids wanted a plant for their bedroom and i knew Ooh. i'd probably forget about it and the kids <laughs> wouldn't water it so it, basically once every couple of months you can give it a drink and it it's thrives so doesn't need a ton of light as well sandy bar so. sandy bar that's amazing mm. i love the idea of the air plant as well mm. i didn't realize i think uh, what the mistake i've made before is that i've got outdoor plants mm. and brought them indoors and yeah. then said that they're indoor plants right. yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> they is... are physically existing indoors but that's that's not but right when you think about it? it there's not really any such thing as an indoor plant all plants grow naturally outdoors oh well, that's true so isn't it mm-hmm. we're bringing them in and trying thank to create you. <laughs> thank you yeah. domesticating <laughs> the wild plants that's right. domesticating <laughs> wild plants. Like I've, I've got a question that kind of stems on from that that came in on facebook from carolyn mm. roberts and i'll just quickly bring that up i've got it saved here sorry everyone just hit the mic that was not a pleasant mm-hmm. sound so carolyn asks what indoor plants are safe to have with pet cats and dogs around mm, that's a good question it is isn't it yeah so we mentioned air plants they're yes. good for cats and dogs okay. um, most palms are good like the rapis oh, palm yeah. or a kentia palm yep. you can use um other ones philodendrons Philodendron, uh, what are they? They're sort of a lush foliage plant. Uh, other ones, a lot of the succulents are fine for them. Yeah, I think so. Something that um, doesn't drop a lot of foliage, doesn't need a lot of attention and maybe is a little bit hardier. Mm. Um, sometimes some animals can be sensitive to some of the pollen if you have a flowering indoor plant. But 
Um, yeah, generally something low maintenance. A rubber tree might be good, a little rubber plant. Or or mother-in-law's tongue, another one of my favorite <laughs> ones. I, I love those. Uh, yeah. If they're kept to a reasonable size, can be good. Ones I'd avoid would be like euphorbia. If you snap the yeah. foliage, it's got the white, the white sap sappy, inside. Yeah. So yeah. they yep. can be poisonous. So mm. Avoid those. Okay, avoid yeah. avoid the poisonous sap yeah. indoor yeah, plants. Right. <laughs> what was the name exactly. of that one that you mentioned, Nicholas, euphorbia. the one to avoid? Euph- uh, euphorbia. Euphorbia. Yeah. When you're buying an indoor plant, are there certain things that you should look for? Like, you know, mm. like as far as health-wise mm. or mm. how do you how do you pick a good one? Mm. Yeah, so there's a few things to look for. You look at, if you can, look at the mm. roots. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In the store, try and get your extra on. Um, yeah. Yeah. So ideally you want to see new roots growing. Mm. Um, and the lighter the colour, the better, generally. Okay. If they're mm. darker in colour, they're sort of mm. old and it, it could either be pot bound or they're rotting. So, okay, so you're looking for fresh roots. The yeah. lighter the mm. colour, the better. The, the better. Okay. Yeah. What you, else are we looking for? You can give the pot a little squeeze, and if it's really soft, it's just been planted. Like the the earth hasn't even settled. The potting mix hasn't even settled oh, yet. So smart. Yeah. it could break apart as soon as you try to repot it or something like that. On the other hand, if it's really really firm. Like Nick said, it could be pot bound. The roots are basically wrapped around the inside of the pot. And yeah, you can uh, get into trouble with them kind of strangling themselves in, mm. in some cases. So mm. if it does, if you do end up one, getting one that is kind of pot bound, just kind of break up the roots a little bit when you repot it. Okay, mm. so it's okay to do that to sort of massage the roots yeah, a, yeah, a yeah, bit? Sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we're feeling... Feeling it, and if it's soft, that means it hasn't been sitting in that pot for too long, and yeah. that's a, and that's a good thing. Oh no! If, or, um, too soft is probably bad because yeah. yeah. the dirt will just fall, fall apart it, yeah. when you mm. when you take it out. It hasn't had a chance to really establish itself in that in the temporary pot. So, so you want it to be medium. Yeah, not rock hard and not like really soft. Okay, mm. good. Thanks for clarifying that because I was going on the wrong. I, I would have been feeling for really soft ones. Like, oh, this is super soft. This yeah. is great. Yeah. All right, so me- yeah. Medium. Anything else that we need to look for? Uh, look at the foliage. You're really wanting lush foliage. Check if there's any spots or um, oh. diseases. There could be like mealybug or um, uh, the fungal gnats. They can create spots on the foliage. Mm. So. So, so looking for spots, it could yeah, be... Yeah, if it looks healthy yeah. and lush, it's mm-hmm. it probably a good plant. Which sounds logical, <laughs> right. yeah. but still, it's still good yeah. to know that we're looking for it to look lush and healthy and no weird spots that right. aren't, supposed yeah, to be, right. aren't supposed to be there. Yeah. Anything else? I don't know if we've got any, anything else we need to look for. Just, um, just mm-hmm. to recap or, or highlight a bit of what yes. Nick said, if, you, if it does have spots and you can scratch them away, that's probably some kind of you know, fungal or disease it has. Right, mm. okay. Mm. But if it, if you scratch it away and the, the leaf kind of falls to bits, then, yeah, it's just generally not a healthy plant. Mm. I've also heard if there's a bad odour coming mm. from the plant, it can mean there's sort of rotting in mm. the core of it. So you can go around smelling the plants. Smelling the pot, smelling it, scratching it. Checking the roots. Like, what is this person doing? It's be an interesting festival. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lots, of, lots of pot squeezing happening yeah, at the, right. the Plantella Festival. Yes. We're going to go to a break, and when we come back, we are going to chat about how to care for your indoor plants and also just why are indoor plants so popular mm. right now because they really... Really, truly are. Take me home tonight. I just want to show you. 
Hey, 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 we're here on the Dream Home Movement and tonight we are talking all things indoor plants because there is a really fantastic plant festival coming up called Plantella um, and the creatives behind this festival we have here are Nick and um, Rob and um, tell us a little bit more about it. So tell me, first of all, one of my, my first questions is indoor plants are trending at the moment. Why do you think that is? What's the big obsession with it? I, I think, I mean, there's a bit of a shift with this generation in terms of how much freedom and how much responsibility they want to have. So I, one of the really cool things about indoor plants is if you do want to travel, which a lot of people do, mm-hmm. you, you can, you know, feed it or, or give it a bit of water and then leave it for a couple of weeks and it's totally fine. In fact, you know, that's what you should be doing anyway. Mm. So indoor plants are really good for people who, who like to travel or, or have a lot of mm. other kind of responsibilities. Yeah. And I think also with more and more people renting as yeah. well, they can take plants with them. So you can grow your garden mm. and put time and effort into it and take it with you. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Also, the place you're renting might not even have a garden, right? Yeah. So True. Yeah. <laughs> you can can still have some kind of semblance of a garden or, or own a mm. bit of nature still with the indoor plants. So. And I think there's, there's a lot more research gone into about the benefits of, you know, having nature indoors and feeling like you're connected to nature. So where we've got a lot more townhouses or apartments, yep. people want to bring nature into their homes. Ah. So. so we've designed it out of our spaces. <laughs> However, yeah. we're still craving it. So we bring yeah. a little bit back in. And I even think there's a movement in architecture back to bringing sort of natural shapes yeah, into yeah. architecture where it was straight lines a lot of the time it's so really now they're bringing curves and clinical at one stage maybe yeah. 90s or, or something 80s around that time yeah. it became maximize every bit of space for profit or, or usability or something like that but <laughs> yeah but we found out that people are actually more productive and in, in more uh, kind of areas or spaces that look natural and and bringing plants indoor plants goes to uh, towards that yeah. That's that's so true. Mm. We've spoken to a few des- designers and architects on the show mm. and this does seem to be a real movement towards houses working in alignment and being quite sympathetic to the environment around mm. them rather yeah. than being mm. at odds with with the environment. Mm. So yeah, right. yeah, I think indoor plants is a huge a huge part mm. of that as mm. well. And it's not just homes it's work spaces mm, as well mm. people are trying to you know create spaces that are uh encourage creativity mm. and help people to concentrate whereas if you just had your cu- cubicle and it was just white <laughs> no it's not very inspirational it's stifling work, so. yeah, yeah, yeah truly stifling recovery as well is a big thing i mean in hospitals they found they did a fair bit of study. I don't have the literature with me, but hmm. if you're, How dare you. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if you're recovering in a wall, a place with no windows, no no greenery at all, it takes you longer. Something like five days on average compared to three if you've got a bit of nature wow, around you. Wow, mm. that's that, significant. Yeah, that, yeah, that really is significant, yeah. and I, I, I that makes sense it to makes me. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a mm-hmm. lot of sense to you know happier spirits, happier mind, happier yeah. body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's a really good point. So we've got a question that's come in on Instagram. Hoping you guys might be able to answer it. It's Kylie from KB Travel. Um, and she would like to know, how can we best care for our indoor plants? And your best tips and tricks. Um, what areas of the home are best suited to indoor plants? 
Well, we might we might go with um, mm. we might focus on how to not kill the plants. Yes, that's a good idea. And then we'll talk about what areas are best suited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, step one. Or, yeah, step yeah. one. Don't, don't kill it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, maybe this is a, a kind of common misconception, but indoor plants actually don't need a lot of water. People tend to think, oh, I'm really caring for it. I water every day. Blah blah blah. But you know, really, a, a lot of indoor plants need uh, watering once a a fortnight, sometimes once a month. So it probably... Get out, really. really? Yeah, okay. it depends on yeah. the variety of plants. But wow. Yeah. But that's it. I mean, you, you should know at least a little bit of basic info, like what kind of sunlight, how mm. much watering, how much space your plant needs. So. Yeah, I think research the natural climate of the plant. Yeah. Um, and that gives you a great idea of what position to have it in your house yeah. and how much watering. And it's better to do deep watering rather than little trickles of water. Right. So I know some people think, oh, watering regularly, just yeah. a little bit, yeah. but that can encourage pests and, and mould to grow. Interesting. So you really want to do a deep water, let the soil dry out, and then you water again. So mm. a good rule of thumb is put your finger in up to the first knuckle. If it's dry, then give it a drink. Oh, so. that's a really interesting idea. What about like in, in winter when you've got the heating on and things like that? Yeah, so winter, so with the plants, they normally become more dormant in mm. winter. So you, you shouldn't have to water the plants as much, oh. um, whereas a lot of the growing season is spring and summer. So that's oh. when you're fertilizing and, and giving them more water. Oh, so. oh you meant to fertilize your indoor plants. I didn't even yeah. realize this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So s slow release fertilizers, I oh. think, in spring. Um, and also like seaweed. Uh, like liquid fertiliser, but dilute a, a lot more than what they recommend. Is that like the oh, sea salt, sea salt yeah. Yeah. stuff? Yeah. Okay, yeah. but so a, a more of, diluted. Yeah, so a lot yeah. of people think, oh, more is better, yeah. but it's not necessarily. It's not? Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can get um, that little pellet stuff as well. It's meant for outside, but, but yeah. just make sure you use it really sparingly. Don't put it against the mm. roots. It can burn the roots, actually. Oh. Yeah. So is that little pellet fertilizers, Rob? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a company, uh, Munash, which have a rock dust, which oh. is minerals, um, yeah. mineral rock dust. So you spread that on the top and that sort of leaches minerals down into the soil, which is quite good. And they also have a foliage spray. So you spray that on the foliage so during spring. All of these summer. things, like, oh, sorry, I cut you off there, Nicholas. No, didn't right. mean to. <laughs> all of those things, the rock salt, the sea salt, the pellets, do you put them all on at the same time or would you do a little bit at a time? Like would they take turns? As you can see, I don't know so, much about So most about of these plants. products have recommended dosages, but like the slow release is say once every six months. Mm. Um, okay. Whereas liquid fertilizer can be more often. Mm. Got it. So we're not just mm. like chuck it all in. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Follow the instructions, funnily enough. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Unless you get yourself an air plant that just needs air. That's right. I love that. That's why you're liking these air plants, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. feeling the air plants yeah. for sure. Yeah. What's yeah. your feelings about, um, especially on Renault Rumble and all that sort of those renovation shows, I've noticed a bit of a trend at the moment is um, plastic plants. Yeah. What's your feeling about plastic plants? <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> We're going to have I'm a grand total of zero. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yep, yep. I know it requires more work to have real plants, but I think mm. it's rewarding mm. putting the time and effort. And I just mm. think people need to think what, what you put in, you're going to get back. By mm. seeing a plant thrive, mm. it's 
going to improve your it's holistic mood. experience. Yeah, that's right. Whereas <laughs> a plastic plant is, I don't know, doesn't give you the full experience, I think. <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't, I don't think they look as pretty, to be honest. Like they don't, you can, no. no. They're better at doing it as um, in the past. I don't think they could replicate them as well. Mm. But yeah, mm. that's still Another thing that's really bothering me, I've noticed in these renovation programs at the moment, is there's a trend to get um, plants in baskets and up where a skylight is right. have you noticed this yeah yeah, yeah. They, they tend to kind of block it a bit out of the, of the sunlight because they oh this plant needs sunlight so we'll just chuck it up where the skylight should be or yeah. something like that wouldn't that yeah, burn okay. the plant i thought i can't imagine a plant liking it and it wouldn't be easy to water it up there either yeah it depends yeah. what what plant it is yeah like some of the indoor succulents yeah like eight hours of sun ah, so yeah it really yeah. depends what they were sort used. of fern looking creeps yeah i know yeah, yeah they were fern so. and lush and green and i thought oh i don't know if that's going to stay lush and green yeah, out there. Long, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so yeah. i bought a, a fern recently mm. and we had it in the lounge room because we wanted it there mm. but it was struggling a lot and we mm. found it worked better in the bathroom mm. where the air was a bit more humid Mm. well that that's a good segue to um the question you asked before tara Mm. which is what is the bet where are the best places to put yeah indoor plants in your home and i Mm. i guess you've almost answered that Mm. part of that at least that it depends on the plant so Mm. sometimes if you have you got to experiment with where it's placed or tell us where the cool ones go yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) well i mean there's there's a ton of resources online yeah. So so the best bet you've got is to do a little bit of research and just find out. It will say how many hours of sun or, or what level of light and how often to water it. I think that's um, yeah, probably the biggest mm. thing or the biggest thing we get often is like, how do I take care of this plant and mm. and um, often it requires a lot less attention than perhaps what you thought or something yeah. like that. So. Wow. And I think just researching where the plants come from. So if yeah. it's if it normally lives in a rainforest, yep. under trees, it can survive generally. So in, that's in a, a bathroom plant. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, and it's not always the case, but sometimes if it's a deeper green foliage with bigger leaves, it usually copes better in a darker environment. Ah, um, okay. So, yep. And yeah. then would it be, um, what kind of things would you put in a sunny sort of kitchen area, do you reckon? So you can, uh, South African violets can work on Ooh. sort of windowsills. So there's a lot of plants that grow fine outdoors, yep. which if there's a lot of natural light, mm. they'll grow indoors. So mm. almost better sometimes because it's a controlled environment. Oh, okay, yep. Um, I know fiddle leaf figs, they, mm. they grow in dark conditions as well as, you know, quite oh. bright conditions. So they're very well. so versatile. They're yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, some of the palms... Yep. Work quite well. Yep. Um, I've been growing, I don't know if you've seen it, it's a watermelon uh, peperomia. I no, that sounds cool. <laughs> Which basically the leaves look like watermelons. Wow. Um, and we've had that growing in our windowsill for the last probably six months and it's it's thriving. It's a beautiful plant. It's also dog friendly or oh. pet friendly. So yep. <laughs> it's a bit more rare, but yep. it's worth, worth oh. finding. Do you think so. we'll find some at um, your plantella? festival i'm trying to you're trying to source <laughs> one <laughs> you're, you're furiously yeah. propagating them yeah. well, a lot of the nurseries we've mm. um contacted have either sold out or mm. don't have them so that's a big challenge i think that we've had yeah 
Mm. A lot of the really kind of unique or special ones are mm. really popular. You have to be mm. on some kind of waiting list or, or you know the right list. contact. Mm-hmm. I love it. List. Is it like the tulips back in the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be trading in pot plants. Or like high, high designer handbags. Yeah. You've got to go on the Burke. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it. Waiting list. Okay. You, yeah. you go on yeah. the, yeah. the, the watermelon. So the people water. can put their orders in. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking of starting a, a black market for pot plants. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask a selfish question? Yeah. So our office doesn't get a lot of natural light our mm. office is really dark isn't it you've been in there tara mm, parts of it yeah yeah mm. it can be quite dark it's lovely but it can be quite dark it's just it's moody mm. Mm. yeah would the air plant be the best plant for that do you think for the that would work it's, it's pretty small though it's only about you know oh, okay 10 by rob, 10 centimeters rob likes but an air plant for everything he was nodding with lots of air plants yes. So there's the Zanzibar. The Zanzibar. Yep. A good one. Uh, the philodendrons with the lush foliage. Um, mm. They grow quite well. I've, I've seen some success with some rubber plants as well. If you like the, the really big, they have a really mm. big shiny leaf that pretty much always looks healthy and they've got a pretty striking little floral thing mm. that happens. It's pretty cool as well. So Okay. Mm. Mm. And the good old trusty peace lily. There's quite a yes. few different varieties of them now. Um, okay. They always grow quite well. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> That's what I've been stuck on because I, I, I brought, I bought money trees mm. yeah. and they died. Mm. Yeah. So, <laughs> won't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what about edibles? Can you sneak edibles in indoors, or is it just don't try? <laughs> mm. I, mm. I guess if you've got a lot of light. Mm. Like Nick said, on the windowsill or something like that. You, you were talking about herbs and, and yeah, stuff like that, I guess. Yeah, I'm just curious. What can, what, you, can, what can you push the boundaries? What can yeah, you get in there? A bit of basil or parsley or something on the windowsill. Yeah. As long as it's getting natural light. Mm. I think for that, you're not going to get much fruit if it's a, in a dark position. <laughs> no. I have heard with some of the cold climate bananas, people oh. bring, like they take them outdoors in the summertime and bring them indoors in winter, <laughs> so it's kind of halfway there. Yeah. It's an amphi- like an amphibious indoor-outdoor plant. I reckon, I reckon to really. be able to get your indoor um, banana to grow, that would be a, almost a, a, um, a bit of a status symbol yeah. for a horticultural yeah. person to say, hey, yeah. <laughs> I can get, get a banana yeah. happening I've, in Victoria. I've got one growing. It hasn't produced fruit <laughs> yet, so it's indoors at the moment. So. <laughs> yeah. What about like cherry tomatoes or would that be possible or is that better on you know the out, other side of the window? I don't, mm. I'm not sure. Mm. I haven't mm. tried. Ooh, I'm setting a challenge there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a new experimentation. Yeah. And um, we'd also like to ask you our signature question, which we ask all of our guests, um, and that is what does the phrase dream home mean to you? We might go with you first. Nick? So for me is uh, basically a home to me. I don't, I'm not mm. looking for a home that's, that's huge. I just want mm. a home that I can uh, bring my kids up in that they enjoy and they can go outside i like it the idea of a big backyard where Mm. the kids can get lost it's Mm. sort of a bit bit wild and adventurous so and and a place where you can build good memories for your kids Mm. that sounds lovely it does (laughs) how about you rob i reckon a dream home for me means lots of natural light 
Mm. I love, um, especially if it's a cold morning, the sunlight hitting the, uh, maybe a big kind of bay window sort of thing and heating up the house. Um, yeah, good view, <laughs> I guess. And then I'm, I'm kind of maybe unfortunately too fond of convenience. Ah, so, so I really interesting. Like, yeah, mm. I like having access to kind of, um, I don't know, a lot of options for eating, a lot of, uh, mm. kind of fun things I can get to. But I, I, I like the peace and quiet as well. So I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> <Mid> <laughs> it's a dream home, right? I, want, so. well, I reckon on the peninsula, I reckon you can get that balance. You yeah. can get yeah. big, nice Main big Street, blocks yeah. with a yeah. lot of space. And then you've got a, we've got amazing restaurants and all the rest mm. around us. So mm. I reckon you might yeah. already be pretty close. But natural sunlight is definitely the, the key thing for me. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Mm. That natural sunlight is key. Mm. Now, if people want to find out more about the festival mm. or if they want to find out more about She-Oak Design, where can they mm. find you, follow you, how can they contact you, all that sort of stuff? So for the Plantella Festival, we've yes. got Facebook and Instagram. So plantella.fest on Instagram. The tag. Yeah. Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Um, and for She-Oak Design, it's just at Sheoak Design for Instagram and Facebook and sheokdesign.com. Perfect. Mm. Very so. good. Well, thank you so much for coming in tonight. Thank you for us. It's been fun. <laughs> and indulging all of our <laughs> really granular questions yeah. at some stage. I'm going to ask in a couple of months to see if any of your indoor plants are still alive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Oh, now, now after, oh, you're like an accountability buddy or something. <laughs> yeah. Scary. We can plan to kill accountability buddies. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Under pressure. <laughs> uh, coming up after the break, we have Carl from Violetta Finance presenting our finance segment and he is going to explain what's going on with these rate cuts at the moment how you can benefit from them we're going to cut through the confusion and following that we've got the property geek out with tara welcome back to the dream home movement only here on rwpfm take me home tonight i just want to show you Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement. We are heading into the finance segment with Carl. Carl, have we got you there on the line? Uh, yes, I'm <laughs> online. <laughs> Good O. Now, what we are chatting about today is interest rate cuts. But before we do that, I've got to tell you, we were just chatting to Robin Nicholas from the Plantella Indoor Plant Festival. Uh-huh. And we've got to go. So if you're oh, yeah. a new listener to the show, Carl's actually my husband. He does our finance segment. He's at home with the kids. <laughs> we've got to go. It's at a brewery and a distill- distillery. Nice. And, and they make rum there. And oh, well. It's rum okay, and indoor just, plants. You got, you've got me with, uh, with the rum. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I thought so. But we're not talking about rum tonight. We're talking about interest rates, which is still a very interesting topic because... There have been several interest rate cuts recently. The Reserve Bank of Australia announced they cut the official cash rate and then the big four banks made their announcement soon after about how much of the um, of that cut they were going to pass on. I think there's a bit of a confusion out there. So can you please explain to us what's going on with the interest rate cuts and how can people benefit, potentially benefit from them? Sure, no problem. Thank you. So um, the RBA um, cut rates 
uh, last Tuesday, um, cut it by um, 25 basis points, or 0.25%. Um, straight after the announcement, um, two major banks said, we're going to pass the whole entire lot to our customers. And then there were two major banks that were saying, mm, we can't pass the whole cut. We can only pass partially of what's been cut. So INZ straight away said, look, we're only passing 18 basis points. Um, and then you've got Westpac saying we can only pass 20 basis points. Okay. Um, so who are they, who's this getting passed to? Who are the... Who- so the customers that have got um, variable mortgages, so when, when the banks cut their interest rates, which means that there's a savings on their mortgage repayments. And the reason why the RBA's cut rates is because they're trying to stimulate the market, the, the economy, because our in- economy is lagging. It's not growing fast enough. And there's a couple of factors why it isn't growing. Uh, and people are not spending. Um, and, and people are not spending because they um, pay at work is not growing. They're being stagnant. RBA cut rates to stimulate our economy so people start spending again. Our cash rate is at 1.25%. It's never been this low. Um, and and like I said, the RBA cuts rates, it's a, it's a tool for them to be able to get, to kickstart the economy again, you know, because it's just, it's just flattening out. Although rate cuts are fantastic and, and, you know, people with uh, mortgages can benefit from it, but it's also a warning sign about our economy. Our economy is just not doing so great. Okay. So um, so it's kind of like good news, but also like, oh, dear, this is not... Yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, I, I don't want to be doom and gloom, but, yeah. you know, um, uh, it's great for, for people with mortgages, like I said, because they can benefit from the from the savings, um, and the savings is usually, um, you know, if you're really good with um, uh, managing your your, mo- your mortgage, um, whatever savings you get from your mortgage, and if you don't really need to save it, you should just try and pay down your home loan okay. uh, and, and pay it down as quickly as possible. And the reason being is the more you pay on top of your um, minimum repayments. Uh, it's the amount of interest that you pay on the loan. Sorry, how does that work? So the more you pay... The more you pay on your um, mortgage repayment... Like so making let's extra say, repayments. Yeah, extra, let's say that, yep. you know, your minimum repayment's 2000 right? And with the rate cut, you're going to get $100. Um, uh, your your mortgage repayment's going to reduce from 2000 to 1900 Yep. I would encourage customers to keep the repayments at 2000 That's ah. because they're making additional repayments on their mortgage... Mm-hmm. which means that they will pay their mortgage quicker, number one. And number two, they'll save money on their interest that the bank charges them because you're making additional repayment. So they're paying less interest in the long run? In the long run, correct. Mm-hmm. They're paying their home loan quicker and they're also um, saving on the amount of interest that the bank's charging them. Oh, I love that. I, I love that tip. So do pe- people don't need to do anything? Uh, if, so if you're with ANZ, for example, it'll just get paid. The rate cut will just apply automatically if you're with yeah, any, any yeah, banks that right. have cut their variable interest rates. Yeah, that's right. So um, variable interest rates, um, home loans with variable interest rates will, will get a letter advising them that 
their home loan is now being, their interest rates being reduced from X amount to the new amount. Yes. Um, sometimes banks don't communicate this through a letter, but they communicate this through the home loan statement. Um, the home loan statement would indicate that, you know, the current rate is X, um, but going forward, the new interest rate is going to be um, is going to be a particular amount. So um, people will not need to do anything. They do not need to go to the branch. They do not need to call the the bank. Um, the uh, the banks have publicly said to their customers that we are passing X amount, uh, depending on which bank. Um, and there's a date that they will start to introduce those new interest rates. Great. And what if you're on a if you're on a fixed uh, interest rate? Yeah, fixed interest rates is uh, unaffected. It's fixed, isn't so, it? So, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're fixed for a particular term. So there's no... Uh, good news is your rate doesn't uh, go up, um, but when there's a rate cut, then you obviously don't get that cut because your rate is fixed. But I guess it means when you come off your fixed rate, uh, when you eventually come off that fixed rate term, there might be more attractive variable interest rates available or there might there might be better deals out there that you can look at? Oh, look, you know, people that have fixed their rates over the last three years um, should be on very decent interest rates anyway. Okay. Um, so they shouldn't fret, you know. Um, they're locked in at the time that they did because they knew that they were getting a really good deal. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, what goes around comes around. Hopefully when the, uh, when the fixed rate is, is over and the interest rates are still low, well, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll get a benefit of, of what the current interest rates are. Um, and the good news is they're not really losing out because okay. they're already on a good rate. Very good. Well, thank you so much for taking us through what is going on with these interest rate cuts. Now, if people are still not 100% clear or they want some more information, how can they... Um, and they want to ask you a question, how can they find you, contact you, or that sort of thing? Oh, yeah, well, they could get in touch with us through our um, Facebook account, which is Violetta Finance. Um, they can send us a, a message through through that channel. Uh, otherwise, um, they can always reach out to me um, by calling me uh, uh, on 0424 uh, 849-034. Uh, that, that's the two... Uh, most effective ways to try and get a hold of me. Perfect. Well, thank you so much and I will talk to you in a bit. We'll speak to you again next week. Okay, terrific. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure. Bye. Bye. We're going to go to a quick break and when we come back, we have the Property Geek Out with Tara. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement, only here on FM. Take me home tonight I just want to show you Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement. Let's head into the Property Geek Out with Tara. What have you got for us tonight, Tara? Yay. Well, it is winter. We can't deny that. The winter is not coming. It's here. (laughs) (laughs) So um, the next thought after winter is spring, which is the the 
prime time for a lot of people to sell their houses. So I thought I might talk to you a little bit about what you can do to get your house ready for a spring sale. Um, I can say to anyone who is looking to sell their house this coming spring that um, it's looking more optimistic than it has in the past. There's definitely more buyers back since the election. Um, I'm hoping that these these rate cuts will also improve um, buyer interest as well. Um, So if you are looking to sell your property in spring, um, what would be really make a lot of sense right now is to start talking to agents and start interviewing agents right now um, because um, you'd want to get some of their feedback as to how you can best um, prepare your property for sale. Um, Advice that you might have gotten in the past is going to be different now because the market's so different than it was, um, you know, 18 months ago. So it really makes sense to have another conversation with your favourite agents. Um, You're welcome to call me if you like. Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, yeah, have a discussion about how you can best present your home for buyers, what improvements you should do, and also what improvements shouldn't you do because we have had a market that has dipped somewhat and um, th- there are some improvements that really aren't going to see much of return. So um, before you go out and do those really big sort of plans that you were thinking of, have a conversation with someone, an agent who's in the market, dealing with property every day, dealing with buyers every day, really knowing what does make a difference when it comes time to sell your home. So that is a smart idea right now. <laughs> okay, so yeah. start thinking about getting ready to sell, but yeah. don't go with your old plans that you might have made. No, go, speak to an agent again, again and just find out what's the best way to prepare your home mm. to maximise your outcome in this current market. And I can tell you, I know with our business, like we just spoke to Carl mm. and our business is um, – mortgage brokerage so we we give helping buyers get the loans yeah we're busy yeah absolutely like we're we're really busy we're getting ready yeah we're seeing more and more people getting their pre-approvals sort of getting ready to to buy yeah so it's not Mm. as if there's no buyers out there there's definitely a good healthy amount of buyers especially since the election um Yep, they're definitely back and they're looking for something. There's not a lot of variety for them to pick from right now. So if you are in a position to put your house on the market now, um, it's looking more optimistic than it has for a long time. Not as competitive as yeah. before. Okay. Yeah, so look, it's looking, it's looking, it's a better market to have your house on the market now as it was um, September last year. So okay. September last year, it started getting a little bit quieter. It got really quiet at Christmas time. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's been pretty quiet until this election. So this has probably been the sort of healthiest market we've had since September last year. Um so um, you might have missed the bottom if you were looking to buy at the bottom. Um, so so from, from that, so there's still lots of really great properties out there which are significantly cheaper than they have been in the past. So there is still good places to buy, but you do have to act quickly. That's why they're coming to you and getting their yeah. mortgage sorted out because, because, yeah, I think people are sensing that um, these times of um, low prices may not stay. It may... It may move and it may move quite quickly and hopefully in the upwards direction. Yes. So, um, yeah, if you're looking to sell in spring, start the conversation now about what improvements you should do and you shouldn't do in this particular market to get the maximum price on your home. 
Absolutely. Now, Tara, before I ask you where people mm. can find you, you you you've been in the background toiling away, <laughs> yes. creating something a little bit special, a lot of bit special. Yeah, a lot of it, a lot of bit, us, a lot of bit special, doing. a lot of it special for for anyone out there on the morning to Peninsula who's looking to create their dream home and they wanted to talk to people in person. Um, the Building Dreams group that I run on Facebook is actually having a wine night. Finally. Yahoo! Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> and Violet of Finance are one of our proud sponsors. Thank you very much, oh, Joe. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's going to be at Ad Hoc Cafe in Mount Eliza. Um, and there's going to be a good variety of things happening there. We're going to have a bit of surprise entertainment, which should be good. <laughs> and I think I know yeah. what that is. It's not me. No, no. With a ukulele. No, a professional entertainer. Yes. <laughs> um, and then there's also, um, there's going to be um, drink uh, drinks and there's also going to be nibbles. Um, and it's just going to be a good fun night just to connect with um, other people who are renovating. Also, there'll be a lot of industry there as well, um, talking, you know, bouncing ideas off each other. Um, so, yeah, it's a really good night for anyone in the morning to Peninsula. Um, if you're a builder, a renovator, a landlord, landscaper um, and you want to connect with others who are into that stuff too come um, join the Facebook built group building James dreams Mornington Peninsula um, and look out for our event which is on the July the 4th amazing yeah, absolutely. I'm so looking forward to it I it's gonna be so. fun we've known each other in this group for nearly two years now so to actually meet in person is going to be fantastic yes it, it will <laughs> it will yeah hey Tara if people want to find you get in contact with you if they want you to come and have a look yeah. at their house and tell them what they need to do absolutely and that's all part <laughs> of it that? that, that's all part of a good appraisal so a real estate agent who really knows property um, they should be able to do like myself I can come out and I can do an appraisal and I can um, look at what your plans are I can um, help you have a look and see how you can um, t- you know make that suit the market that exists right now and um yeah get the most um yeah get the most return when you want to sell it so um you can look me up at um janice dunn estate agents so tara vandalite um if you google tara vandalite you'll find me um or if you google um janice dunn estate agents you'll find me there um also um you'll find me on facebook um janice dunn estate agents or tara vandalite and um yeah you can find my my um, Facebook group, Building Dreams Mornington Peninsula. I love it. Nice and easy to find. You're everywhere. Absolutely. You are everywhere. Now, that brings us to the end of the show. Mm -hmm. It's been a jam-packed I've learnt heaps Mm. and uh, very appreciative to the people on social media who sent in questions for Nicholas and Rob as well. That was awesome we need to do more of that we really do i want to give a shout out to our podcast listeners this is a live show it broadcasts live from the rwpfm station Mm. on thursday nights 98.7 rwpfm but then we also publish the show as a podcast so you never have to miss out on a Mm. show and I want to give a shout out to one of the beautiful listeners who took the time to leave us a review on iTunes this is 
This review is from Gratana25, Gratana, G-R-E-T-A-N-A, 25. It's so refreshing to find a great show about renovating that is informative and helpful without making... Oh, I've already read this one. Yeah. I'm going to read it again. I know. Without making you feel like you should already know this. Keep up the great work, ladies. Okay, do you know what that says to me? Mm. That says, people, (laughs) listen up. We need more reviews. <laughs> I can't keep reading the same reviews on air. So please, if you're listening to the podcast, or even if you're listening to the live show, yep. please get on iTunes mm. and search for Dream Home Movement. We will come up. You type in Dream Home. We're the first ones to come yep. up. And please leave us a lovely review and we will read it out live on air. And we'll love you forever. And we'll love you forever and we'll do a happy dance. But that's all Mm. for this week. We look forward to chatting with you again next week. We hope that your dream home projects are going well. And do keep an eye on us on Instagram and Facebook. We are going to get on there and ask you to uh, give us your questions more often because I think that worked Mm. really well tonight. Have a good night. Stay warm. Bye. Bye.